0: Good morning new passion we welcome you and those who are watching online we welcome you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen somebody listen this is not a funeral this is a celebration amen amen Amen, somebody God has blessed us with air in our lungs this morning we inhale we exhale as the Bible speaks we have gotten up dressed and clothed in our right mind most of us Including me, sometimes I wonder, I just want to personally thank New Passion, New Passion family for the prayers that you guys have sent up for myself and my family. Uh, It's been a bit of a struggle, but God. Amen, somebody. If you've been through anything in your life, you'll appreciate the but God part. I've learned that the hard way. Amen. In our families, in our marriages, on our jobs, even in ministry, there's some hang-ups, there's some hiccups, and there's some letdowns, there's some speed bumps that we must cross. And that's sort of what we're going to deal with today. Last week we wrapped up uh, in our unhindered series in chapter 3. This morning we're going to attempt to scratch the surface on chapter 4. So I'm going to go to a word of prayer, and we're going to ask the Lord to intervene and speak not only to us, but through us. Amen. Father God, I thank you now for this opportunity to serve you and your people. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the air in my lungs. Thank you for the voice that you've given me, Lord. Father God, I pray now that you help me to decrease, that you will increase in me. And that something and someone will be touched by your word. Father God, as your word declares, those that have an ear, let us hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches and in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Conflict. Conflict. If you like conflict, raise your hand. Wow, no takers? All right, all right. I got you. We're going somewhere with this. Conflict is almost inedible when we share space with imperfect Human beings, it's it's bound to happen in our homes, on our jobs, in our marriage relationships. Even if you just booed up, conflict is somewhere down the road peeping at a chance to get in, to mess up some stuff. Conflict is something that most would just choose not to deal with especially in the church. Who wants conflict in the church? I mean, after all, this is God's house. Am I correct? Am I in the right building? This is God's house. Who wants to deal with conflict in God's house, the place that I'm supposed to go for safety and refuge and, and prayer and all of this stuff, but yet we find conflict in the church? In fact, it's evident here in chapter 4, in these couple verses that i read for us, we'll find that Paul, I implore you, Eodia, I'm sorry if I mispronounced it, and I implore you, Syntyche, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Of the same mind in the Lord. That was worth repeating. I'll show you why in a second. He says, and I urge you also, true companion who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose name are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul says. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness, verse 5, be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse six says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God will surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Paul spent a lot of time putting out fires in the church amongst christian believers and here we find even when paul didn't do it him personally himself he had his protégés he had his deacons and deaconess and or, or whatever we would call them at that time in the early church putting out fires paul here in these next couple verses in fact the first couple names that he mentioned in verse two paul was trying to put out a fire in ministry Paul gives these names and he tells them a couple of pointers, he gives them rather a couple of pointers to move past their differences. We're talking about in the church. What we have small group, what we pray for those who are on the sick list, where, where we go out and we we feed the hungry, we do mission work, we we had confusion in the church. This is what Paul was getting ready to address but the question i have for us here today followers of christ those who know jesus christ personal as your savior savior i have something for us this morning now i'm going to ask a question answer it truthfully from your heart you can agree by saying amen scripture is always our authority Amen. We're going to come back to that. God's word will be fulfilled. All right. It's kind of shaky, but I still love (laughs) y'all. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word will not pass away. Amen. Amen. It will abide forever. It is everlasting. Amen. Amen. So we can come to the conclusion that everything we just read off this list, we live by. Am I correct? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Our first point we want to look at is right in verse 4. And if you're writing, you can take this, write this down. Look to the Lord is what Paul urges us to do. Having a God-centered, be God-centered in our approach to conflict is so important. It's why Paul had to repeat it twice. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, Paul says, I rejoice in the Lord he had to repeat that thing twice because sometimes we tend, we tend to miss stuff when we run through Scripture. We love to quote Scripture every time we get into a fix. Or every time things are going well, the first thing we want to say, is uh, one of the favorite ones I, I remember was, the God, God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. But but, but but what happens? When a red flag pops up on your credit report? What 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 happens when you go to make groceries or get fuel and, and 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 your card is declined? Where does the praise go? It's sort of like it is now, it gets real quiet. Yeah. Where is our praise when sickness begins to ravish our bodies? What but 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 we just said that that we believe everything we just read off the list. What is there to rejoice in when we're involved in a dispute? The sane mind might ask, Preacher, what are you talking about? How how can we possibly rejoice when there's a dispute, when there's conflict? Watch this. One thing, as a Christian, and hear me well, Those who just confessed that a couple minutes ago, we can give thanks that you're in the Lord and that your names are written in the book of life. Jesus himself got angry. Why do you think he got angry? Because folk were taking advantage of things that were supposed to be going on in God's house. In fact, everything was going on in God's house except what was supposed to be going on. This is supposed to be a safe place for the hurting. This is supposed to be a hospital for the spiritually sick. But yet, even in Paul's day, Paul's day, we had conflict. We had backbiting. We had heresies in the church. Watch this. As a child of God, we have the resources that can enable us to deal with conflict in an appropriate manner. Preacher, what's an appropriate manner? An appropriate manner is not having beef uh, with the Petersons here, Miss Fancy, and her husband. The the way to handle this is not, I'll, I'll see you in the parking lot, brother. It's going to be a whole lot of praying and laying on of hands. That, that's not the appropriate way. It'll satisfy the flesh for every bit of five minutes. But even after that's over, we still got to face God. Because of what we just read off the list. They claim to be believers. I came to claim to be believers. How come we got to cuss and fuss and fight in the parking lot? What? Why? Because the flesh wants us to, wants us to act a fool. Watch this. We have the resources to handle this thing in an appropriate manner. And this is what Paul was trying to get across here in, 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 in Philippians. Watch this. And if our opponent is also a Christian, hear me well, that means the resources available to us to help us resolve conflict appropriately are double. How double, preacher. I'm glad you asked. If we all serve the same God, not with lip service, because the Bible also says, many draw close to me with their mouths, but their hearts are far from me. If our hearts are connected by Jesus Christ, that means our resources are double to handle a conflict appropriately. Why? Lord, help me, I'm weak. For those of you who have never cussed, I'm praying for you. Lord, hold my tongue. Keep me from cussing. Why? Because it doesn't show the characteristics of God. If I'm on the job cussing everybody that do me wrong, that I feel have done me wrong, that stepped on my toes, rubbed me wrong, however you want to put it, what, am, what reflection am I showing them? Am I showing them the characteristic of God? Am I showing them God's heart? After all that pretty stuff we just read off the top of the list, how would, what, what type of disciple would that make? After all, that is our calling, is it not? To go into all the world and make disciples. I can't make a disciple by cussing everybody out that stepped on my toes. I have to learn how to handle conflict appropriately. It's not if it comes, but when it comes. There are marriages that go through H-E double hockey sticks. Why? Because we we, we want to prove our point. I want to prove to her I'm right and she's wrong, or vice versa. Even if you just booed up. What, 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 what? How do you handle conflict in that? Everything is not about walking away. God didn't create us to be doormats. God created us to be warriors. You know that line they sing about in the song? Amen. We sing that song, but it's, it's, it's in us. Not to be doormats, but to be warriors, kings, and lions. To handle things appropriately in conflict. Our resources are double because when I call on the name of the Lord for my brother or my sister to give us understanding, he's given us double portions of understanding and wisdom on how to handle things. Do I have a, a great mind to do right? Yes, I do. But as Paul says later on in scripture, the things I pray not to do and hope not to do, that's of everything that I find myself doing, so I have a conflict even in my spirit, man, I have to know how to handle it appropriately. Romans 8:28 says this, "And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. That's double. I can beef with you. We can step on each other's toes, but that don't mean we have to go to war over something when we serve a God who has forgiveness and grace for every sin that we had. In fact, if he doesn't, why do you think Jesus stayed on the cross for forgiveness and that we might have the right to the tree of life? Watch this, point number two, right here in verse five let your gentleness is something kind of what we were just talking about a minute ago let your gentleness be known to all men the Lord is at hand gentleness this is one of the characteristics of Jesus the Christ a point two says live for the Lord the word gentleness watch this literally means forbearing, large hearted, gentle, courteous, considerate, generous, lenient, and moderate. When we face conflict, different levels, different places, different spaces, this is what Christ, this is what God wants us to exhibit, the gentleness. That's a reflection of Jesus Christ. Forbearing, how how is it that we can be so inconsiderate that I don't know what another individual is going through, so I jump down their throat the minute they snap, and I'm going to get to something in just a second to prove that point. This is a reflection of Jesus Christ. It is describing, watch this, a quality that is in opposition of the character of God. Irritable, rudeness, and abrasiveness. Any, any, anybody here besides myself felt that way? Amen. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. I have been irritable. I have been rude. I have been very abrasive and been called mean. Amen for the people who won't tell the truth. Watch this. <laughs> I have. I have not always been the person that I am. Come from a dark space and a dark place. Again, but God. I had to learn how to handle that conflict in my spirit as we go back through a few books back, and we'll see what Paul had that same struggle. A conflict in his spirit, but I had to learn how to balance that thing out with the love of Jesus Christ. Watch this. Gentleness, and this is something we talked mentioned just a couple of seconds ago. Watch this. Gentleness is especially appropriate, watch this, if the person that has wronged you or wronged us is experiencing unusual stress. Someone can tell you something, not just in church, at work, at the grocery store, look at you wrong. And we immediately have an attitude. And I'm going to say this, throw it in parenthetically, there's no charge. Some of us love to go down to the Walmart more local Walmart after church, different little grocery, make our grocery stop so we go home, get Sunday dinner together, hang out with the family. I have met... I, and I'm going to say it this way. I want y'all to look at me crooked. I see how y'all looking now. I have met some of the most churchiest folk In Walmart after service. What do I mean? Now, I'm not kind of coming at us sideways, but listen to me. We get out of service. I don't care what type of building you're in. We go down to the local Walmart. Some people might see us in jeans. Some people may have nice dress suits, pants, and all of this. We've come from the house of the Lord, we come from the house of God, and we've been worshiping in his presence. That's what we say. But the minute somebody runs over the back of our hill with that basket down at Walmart, we have a new language, a new tongue to speak. Am I right about it? The minute someone lets a buggy bump against our car in the parking lot, we're speaking in tongues. But, but, but we said at the beginning of this message that God's word was our center this was our rock, this was our refuge we, we said that so what type of reflection do we give of Christ when we just come from the house of God and we cuss at the cashier because she's taking too long you ain't got to say nothing you say can't say amen, say ouch that, that was me, that's how I know. So don't fool me, you can't fool me because that was me. How do we handle conflict? Well, Watch this, gentleness is especially appropriate uh, uh, if, if the person that has wronged us or wronged you is experiencing unusual. What if that cashier has had a heck of a night? Child didn't come home, husband didn't come home. Don't know how they're gonna pay the bill work at a grocery store and don't know how they're going to put groceries on the table. What, 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 we have to take the other individual's feeling into respect. What, 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 what if that person knows that this is their last day working? They're going to get a pink flip at the end of the shift. Do we ever consider that? But no, we just fire back, rapid fire. That was me. I'm, I'm, I'm like an a, a, a emotional Clint Eastwood. You snap on me, I'm going to snap back. Honestly, hallelujah, that was me. But I had to learn how to handle conflict appropriately. Because every time I opened my mouth, I was given a reflection of Christ. And sometimes when I open my mouth without thinking about what my Savior went through, For me, bad mouth, trash talking me—I was given a marred reflection of Christ. And that person that I may have cussed or talked down to would rather stay where they are than come in this place to come into my space. If, If 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 this is what you're learning at your church, if this is what you're learning. In this Christ that you say you're involved in, I I don't want it. We have to take into consideration other people's feeling. It could be a symptom, the, the study says, of a deeper problem. But we never think about it because we want to be like Clint Eastwood, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Watch this second part of that text says the Lord is at hand. Right there in verse 5. The Lord is at hand. This is something that every believer in here need to take into consideration when we go through those doors, even when we operate in here together in fellowship. The Lord is at hand. And this is something that Paul wanted to stress to the believers in Philippi. The Lord is Is at hand. The Lord's coming again speedily is the brand motive that every Christian should want to embrace. His speedy return. I have a lot of people that said over time, well, you know, the Lord knows my heart. This is just the way I am. Yeah, that's true. And I got something for that in just a second. Watch this. James 5, 8, 9 read, you also... Watch this, and this was not me. Be patient. You who are looking at me right now, he says, Be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Not maybe. You you, you do remember at the beginning of this message we said that we believe in God's word will stand forever. The Bible says that the grass withered, the flower faded, but God's word, what? Stands forever. That's what we just said. So he says here, establish your heart for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold. The judge is standing at the door. What door? Glad you asked. One of our favourite lines like I just said a minute ago is the Lord knows my heart. This is just the way He made I won't be this way till I die. The judge is standing at the door of your heart now, not tomorrow, not after you get on your knees from fasting and praying later, but now. Some of us have stepped into God's job of judging, and we've illegitimately judged one another in some shape, form, or fashion. But God says that's my job, not yours. Harshness to others, watch this, will be taken into our own hands prematurely. When taken into our own hands prematurely, the prerogatives of judging, which belongs to the Lord, we 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 take God's job. We're spiritual shoplifting at this point. We're taking God's job of judging. It's, we don't have enough weight. We don't carry enough spiritual weight to judge anybody. Because if we did, we wouldn't have. He wouldn't have had to sacrifice his son, Jesus Christ. On the cross, it's God's job to judge. I know it's a tough subject. I know we don't want to be put in these predicaments and talk. We want to talk about money coming and, and and supernatural healing and all of this. But 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 Paul says, "No, nah, some stuff we got to squash and squash it now." I used to be. I, I wanted to bring a band that I had. It said "Fire Watch" on it, and when I was on a job in the plant, I would have to. Basically, watch out for fires, because sometimes the welders could not see them. A lot of us can't see the fires in church. You know why? They're covered with fine suits. They're covered with nice cologne. They're covered with a bright smile. And know we're going through hell and pain. People are broken. But I thank God that we have leaders here that hear the hearts of the people. You don't have to walk around and suffer by yourself. My mind was tore up a few weeks ago, just a few weeks ago, and I was snapping on folk. Nurses, doctors, janitors, you name it. But I had to reflect on what image was I giving that janitor? What image was I showing the nurse that wanted to pray for my wife and family? What, what 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 image was I showing the doctors that knew I was a Christian? What 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 what, 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 what image? What, what 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 kind of scent was I putting off? We have to think about that as we go out into this world. Watch this, First Corinthians four. And 5 says this. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. (laughs) I like this. For those of us who love to hang on to nastiness, Bitterness, uncontrolled anger, and we use for a crutch, the Lord knows my heart. Well, this is evident for us right here. He says, he will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts." Then each one's praise will come from God. See, I don't need a man to praise me. I had to learn that. I don't need a man anymore to pat me on my back and tell me that I've done well. I don't measure myself by another man or woman. I measure myself by the reflection of Christ. And it's daily that I fall short. But I'm grateful for grace. I've also learned not to prostitute God's grace. God has blessed me to get out of so much stuff. I don't have time to tell it all. But believe me when I tell you, we don't want to get caught outside of the umbrella of grace. Watch this. When we tend to go ahead of God, we then provoke God to judge us by the strict letter of the law. Law can be tight, like law can be brutal, But again, Christ steps in. Christ was obedient in him to the death of the cross. Why? He says he didn't come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill it. So now we're under a season of grace, but we act like we are ungrateful for grace. When we go ahead of God, we then provoke God, hear me well, to judge us by the strict letter of the law. Who could stand it? That's why Jesus had to die in our place for our hang-ups. James 2, 12 and 13 says this, So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty, freedom. That's what Jesus Christ came for, to give us freedom. Watch this, rather than to be judged without mercy to those who have shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I don't, you don't, anybody that I know don't carry enough weight to judge anybody. Point three is right here in six and seven. And we're going to close out. We're going to walk through this. Watch this, because a lot of times we read these verses and we just run through them. Every comma, every period, we just just have run-on sentences. But watch this, it's for a point. Point three, lean on the Lord, verses six and seven. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. As I looked at this text here in 6 and 7, I thought about something. According to the study here, care and prayer, watch this, are as mutual opposed as fire and water. Anxious. I had to take a deep look, deeper look at this word rather than saying anxious, anxious, anxious. We read this text over and over again. Be anxious for nothing. The Bible says, and I had to dig and, and scrape, and watch this anxious, to be laden with cares and troubles. pressured, squeeze, burden. You're under stress. This is what he talks about in this text when he says be anxious for nothing. Don't, don't let anything stress you out. The stress come, yes, but how do we handle it? We fall on our knees and ask God for direction. Lord, these bills I've I got no more bills than I have money and they, they just keep coming and, and Bill shows up uninvited every month. I, I didn't call him, but he keeps coming, pressured. I'm in a society now where we have different apps on our Facebook, our phones and whatnot and all, all kinds of different stuff we can get into on social media, even in magazines, even on the news. We feel pressured that we gotta lose weight, we gotta look like this, and we gotta do this to be accepted, we gotta do that to be pressured. But he says, be anxious for nothing. We have people that are joining gangs and don't have a clue why, because they're being pressured. Young people are being squeezed into stuff that they're not built for. Burden and under stress. Bible says seek ye first and, it, and this is one of my favorite scriptures because we get ourselves in binds that God didn't intend for us to be in but he says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every, all these other things he knows what we need will be added unto us prayer and blessings prayer and supplication appropriate to each case watch this supplication it's right there in the scripture be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplications supplication i had think about that thing because we love to read it because we love to sound all pontifical and christiany and all that great stuff but watch this supplication we're talking about conflict and how we solve it to solve it appropriately supplication says according to the scripture The action of asking or begging something earnestly or humbly. Hmm. Are we really that proud not to beg for something earnestly or humbly? What are you talking about, preacher? Watch this. We've been wrong or felt we've been wronged. But rather than to build a bridge, to build, to, um, build a bridge over the gap that, that, that God's fixed that Satan wants to keep in between his people, rather than to humble ourselves and say, hey, I, I don't know what the heck happened last night. I, I, was, I, I, I don't know, but whatever it is, let's pray together, brother, and fix this thing. Let's get together, sister, and fix this thing. I, I, don't, I don't know what came over me. I, if, if it's something you did, I, I'll say it. I don't know. Maybe we just take it out of context. Let's sit down and talk about it. But rather than humble ourselves and say, what went wrong with us? We, we, were, we were just cool last week. We were just in small groups last week. What, 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 what happened that you passed me in the church parking lot and won't say good evening? Won't say good morning. What would what, what, what happen when you come through the door and hold your head up when you see me? And what, what, what happened? It, 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 are we too uh, proud in our Christendom just to say, I'm sorry, let's fix this thing? That's supplication. That's what we read about. But because we know a few more Bible verses than the next person. And we figured we're the only ones who can get through to God. Pride creeps in the way and keeps that gap wide open. That Satan keeps stacking chips, stacking chips, and stacking chips. And the more we look back, our relationships are doing this. Anybody been married for a good while in here? Anybody? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Don't let Satan stack no chips in there. I know we've had some rough days. But God, they learn how to handle conflict appropriately. I had to learn. Supplication. I used to always think I was right. Always. I'm the man in this peace. I'm always right. God created me to be the head. But God humbled me because I was too proud to humble myself. And God has blessed us to see 28 years of marriage. And I still love her today day like I loved her when I first met her. <laughs> Amen, somebody. We had to learn to humble ourselves even in the midst of conflict and say, yes, let's fix this thing. It doesn't even matter who's right or wrong. Watch this. As I prepare to close. Thanksgiving, watch this, should be for every event. Thanksgiving should be for every event. Prosperity and affliction. We love to praise God when everything is going well. The flowers are blooming. The air is full of pollen. Yeah, God help me. Ephesians 6 and 18, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all of God's people. Thanksgiving, last part of this text, I'm going to prepare to take my seat. Thanksgiving for every event, prosperity and affliction. Watch this. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 reads like this. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Now, we can't do this outside of Jesus Christ. Don't attempt it. I can tell you it don't work. Peace, this study says, is the champion of thanksgiving, Colossians 3 and 15 uh, reads let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you are called to peace that's you, that's me last part of this text says let your request be known to God in general and unreserved with confidence not keeping anything back because we can't fool God I'm, I'm sorry if you thought you could I learned the hard way as too great are too small to bring before God, though it might seem to fellow men. Some people might, I, I'm not going to bother God with that. That's, God is too big of a God. I, and I was always taught in the old church, don't you question God. Boy, what's wrong with you? That's my daddy. That's my heavenly father. I have every right to question him. He even says in this word that he that lacks wisdom, had but to ask there's a lot of days that my tank of wisdom was empty and I had to go to God my heavenly father and ask him to order my steps because I was in a place that I know I shouldn't have been watch this verse 7 says like this and I'm going to finish the inseparable consequence of laying everything before God in prayer with thanksgiving peace anxious and care of god coming from god and resting in god john 14 27 says peace new passion peace i leave with you my peace i give to you i do give peace i don't give peace to you rather as the world gives so not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This peace that it says that God leaves will surpass all understanding. Ephesians 3.20 Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine to his power that work within us. To him Be glory in the church and Christ. Jesus throughout all generations will guard your hearts and your minds, which is the seed of our thoughts. In closing, learning how to handle conflict, put out fires. We talked about being proud, humbling ourselves. There are some generations of people, families, that are broken. And if we don't humble ourselves, they will stay forever separated. Why? Because we become too proud to say, I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I don't know why I haven't called in a while, but whatever it is, let's pray about it. After all, we said that we serve the same God. We said that his words shall stand forever. That's, That's what we said. But because of something that was said or done in a family, what are we doing? We're teaching the next generation separation as well. Old folk used to have family reunions and everybody would get together and they would know their kinfolk. They would know Families. There was nothing but love. Now everything is about Facebook. That's, 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 that's how we know what's going on with other folk. But there's no physical connection. Facebook can't tell you the meaning of love. Facebook can't even tell you the definition of forgiveness. Facebook can't even explain on how to humble yourself before an almighty God. Fa- face, Facebook can't tell you that. Only the love of God. In this series, Unhindered, Paul knew that he had to put out some fires because Satan was trying all he can to hinder the gospel to go forth. Satan does the same thing in our relationships. Conflict, if it's not handled, can become a hindrance but God is here to keep us unhindered as believers. Amen. Father God, we thank you now for this time. We thank you for the opportunity. Continue to teach us and speak into our lives, oh God. Ah, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Lord, we don't want to go through life in total separation and isolation from a body of believers. So help us that God. Teach us how to handle conflict appropriately. Lord, bless us and keep us as we leave this place, but never your presence. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.